You are listening to Salty Believer Unscripted. This is Salty Believer Unscripted. I'm Brian Catherman. I'm Josiah Walker. And I'm doing the intro. How about that? It's a little different being in this other chair. It's, uh, I almost forgot how to do it. (laughs) Hey, uh, here's why we're swapping seats. I want to talk with Josiah about, uh, what, six months? What? We're a little into seven months, yeah. eight months, almost eight months. I had COVID the first month, yeah, so it didn't six count. Months. Six months of full-time ministry. You'd been in bivocational ministry for a long time before that. Correct. Uh, so I just thought it'd be interesting to talk about some of the differences between bivocational ministry. You're not, you're not managing a grocery store. You're working full-time and a lot of hours for the church. I think that would be an interesting discussion to say, okay, now that you have some, some foundation under you, what are some things maybe you weren't expecting, you were expecting? What are the differences? Let's go into some of that. Okay. Yeah? First of all, let's just start like this. Uh, how's the first uh, few months been? How's it been this first half a year? It's been good. It's been good. Um, learning stuff, just trying to keep up. But uh, I don't know. Sometimes I think it maybe doesn't go the way you expected, or sometimes there's things that you didn't think would happen but it, it's funny coming over into ministry because right after i did the inflation went through the roof and the <laughs> life changed so yeah you picked a good time right <laughs> hey what do you miss about going to the grocery store um besides being able to get your groceries every day and not sure. have to put together a list <laughs> <laughs> that was a, a learning curve for me it's definitely a fast-paced environment and it, it's great to just you know there's always something to do hard work every day i found that when i switched to ministry i started getting fat like i wasn't <laughs> as physical like throwing freight and stocking shelves um but just the difference of kind of getting to make my own routine and, and decide how my week lurks i know most people think pastors only work one hour a, a week but i was found that there is more work but my old job was very structured around when trucks came when orders were due when people were shopping did you ever take the grocery store home yeah yeah, as a manager, I did. You know, obviously, uh, an everyday checker might not. But as a manager, I would think about things. I'd get phone calls. Is I got some phone calls after I quit. But. <laughs> You're still getting phone calls. Is it uh, is it harder now? Because you can work at home. You do. You have a you have a study at home in an office at the building. Yeah. So you're working both places. Is it harder to leave work at work? I think it depends on who you are and how you're wired. Like, I'm very much a workaholic, especially if it's something I'm passionate about. So I think when you talk about, was there something you were, were not really prepared for? Like, I almost feel like I'm putting in more hours now. Like, I thought, when I get into ministry, I'll have some more free time. And now I'm like, well, I'm working all the time. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I, right. I kind of do something every day. Like, it was easy to get in the pitfall of, like, well, this guy can only meet on this day. And so... It felt like oh, for the yeah. first season there was something every day because maybe someone wanted to get coffee on my day off, so then I do something else. And you used to be able to block out. I work these days right. at the grocery store, and I work these days in ministry. Now it's I don't have the blocks. So if I kept a time card, like who knows? There are weeks where I'm like, was this a twenty hour week? Or weeks where I'm like, I think this was an eighty hour week. <laughs> it's a little bit different. What do you uh, What do you like the most about going from? That grocery store management, that kind of stuff, to the ministry work? You know, I think what I love both about both jobs is just people. I love people. And it's amazing on this job how, or this, you know, in ministry, that you really, the, the kingdom impact that you're having on the lives of people. You know, it's it, people's lives aren't necessarily transformed by your in-stock condition on butter. But, <laughs> but here in, in church, you know, you're seeing lives change through the power of the gospel. And that's pretty re- rewarding. That's been good. Do you have any regrets? Uh, no. 
Maybe if, I didn't do it sooner, but... What if it wasn't uh, inflation? <laughs> <laughs> it was a little more difficult to take a, a pay cut when you factor in inflation. But I think when you trust God, he just he takes care of the rest. You know what I mean? And so, no, it, I think the regrets I have is, is being more hesitant at the beginning. You know, it's when you know that God's calling you to do something, but you're unsure about making that leap. I think if I had just walked in more confidence of like, no, I'm going to trust God in this. What changed going from being bivocational to full time this is this is it what change that you wish wouldn't have changed or what's been different that maybe surprised you or i think what surprised me was how much work needs to be done you know that when we had a conversation when you hired me of like well if you hire me full time then i'm a financial burden on the church and you said yeah but if you don't work here full time then you can't do as much for the church and it's hard because you hear a lot and you read a lot i've read a lot about bivocational i felt like bivocational was the future of ministry but now that I'm in full-time ministry, I see how much you're limited being a bivocational guy. There's a huge need. You did bivocational, and you helped us right. a lot for a long time. Sometimes that's your only option. But then you get but, to a point. But yeah, they, especially if it was a church of only one pastor. I love that we have team ministry here, so we're all able to take different parts. But And, and some towns, maybe that works out better, because it depends on the job you have, I think, is the big part. Probably depends on the church, too. The right. job that you're in, the church that... I mean. If you're in a place where there's a lot of very mature believers that are not, I mean, old, but just mature right. in their walk with Jesus and they're helping and they're serving, and you have, that could that would be one thing. If you have something different, that would be right. hard. We're having to spend a lot of time kind of developing and growing and maturing these people. So, uh, what do you what do you find drives you crazy? parking lot drive you crazy i've been you know watching you get pretty bonkers about all the stuff in the parking lot it, it is a switch to 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 treat things with love and care you know one day somebody stacked a bunch of pallets in our parking lot here i was like i don't know what to do with these now i don't have a truck coming to get these up. i think for context not one of the members of our church no we have people that just feel that they can drop drop stuff at our dumpster or use park here park do other things in the parking illegal lot. things yeah so, so that's been as yeah. yeah what do you what do you do with the and then you go out and you can't just explode on somebody right i mean like that even happened today the day of the recording you want to tell about that sure you know i just got here early and because uh, i had forgotten to put the trash out and uh there was a car parked here obviously from overnight and you know the when you work in a commercial setting, you just want to post a notice that says, you know, no parking or, or maybe even tow the car your away. Your car's getting towed. <laughs> Call the police. What would you have done if it, like, there was a car in your loading bay right. at the old at the grocery store? Yeah, I'd probably you get towed. Yeah. You'd tow them. I mean, I had a grocery store that was next to a thrift store once, and I opened my door, and all of a sudden, somebody's couch, stove, swing set was in my <laughs> loading dock, and I had to drag it to the thrift store. So, Okay, um, but this situation, but this you're situation in ministry. is a little different, yeah. So, you know, what do you do? Well, you, you use it as an opportunity to share the gospel, you know. <laughs> they didn't come here to buy groceries, so lo the Lord led them here for one reason or another. If their car broke down here, let's use that as a tool to share the and, gospel. And you put... So I put a, a Bible on their windshield and wrote them a little letter saying, hey, if your car broke down or if you ran out of gas, whatever the case, I want you to know I'm praying for you. If you need help, please let us know. And yeah. I left our contact info. And, and then they uh, came to get it and it turned out it had broken down. And, it was know, like a so. crap on a sweet high school girl or something. Yeah. I think the hard thing is people will go, oh, it's a church parking lot. This will be safe. But, you know, sometimes that's not the case. So now, you know, at the grocery store, you had people shoplifting and you're trying to protect a product. And now you're trying to be concerned about the shoplifting shoplifter soul right, <laughs> right? It's, yeah it's a little different well that's good how's it been for your family 
I think it's been good. It's, it's been nice to have a little more flexibility um, and just be there and, and, and be able to come and go and, you know, take my daughter to school. And it was weird. Some holidays started rolling in and I wasn't prepared that it was old Memorial Day or old July 4th because... You didn't have to work on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I wasn't working. I was we like, haven't got there. What are you going to well, do for Thanksgiving and Christmas? I, I well, we have Christmas this Sunday. That's true. It is a, on a Sunday. So I guess, I'm, I guess I'm working. Thanksgiving. Yeah. I've, I've gotten a lot of leftover Thanksgivings because I had to work that day. <laughs> so well, That'll be fun. That'll be a nice change. What advice would you give to a Bivo guy still in it now that you can kind of see it from both perspectives? Because you were, I think there was a season, like you said, you were really trying to figure out, do I make the jump, not make the jump? It's do you, hard. Do you miss things? Do you, like, how, yeah. what would you tell yourself, or what would you tell another bivocational person in the situation you were in a couple years ago? It, it, it's hard when you're passionate about both things, and I think when I was bivocational, I, I didn't see a time when it would ever not be that case. So I, I think if I knew, if I had known that that would have come to a close at one point, I would have savored those moments more. I have to think coming out of it that there were probably times where Paul was like, "Man, I kind of missed the high, fast pace of tent making." <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so. But, you know, uh, the blessing for me was I had already been here. You know, I think it's hard for a lot of people if they go to a new church, maybe don't know the situation. I knew the people here. I knew the volunteers. I kind of knew what I was getting myself into. You already had an office. You right. already had, I mean, yeah. yeah. So I'm just here more now. <laughs> so right. that was helpful. But And and uh, in that context, do you think, in fact, let's, let's just get really raw for a minute. Do you think the situation with supply chain issues and inflation and difficulties with employees did that did god kind of leverage that to make it easier for you to come here are you looking for, at that going man i'm glad i'm not at the grocery for, store right now for sure you know I, it was i my my last position i had opened a store right before covid hit and it was going to be amazing and then all of a sudden covid hit and it got a lot harder you know it was hard to get staffing there were different mandates and things that made things difficult and supply chain issues it was like god was opening the door that was like, like a month or two in right right so How, when did you when did the store open before covid uh, February, and, and then, then COVID the toilet paper thing was in like March or yeah. April, when the big crisis there where you couldn't get bath tissue, and then that was it. But so you had a couple months, and then more has happened COVID. since I've left. You know, so. Yeah. Um, but no matter where you're working, there's always going to be tough stuff. There's been tough stuff in the ministry that I'm like, oh, there, there are some days where I'm like, what, the, what am I doing? Well, I was going to ask you that. Uh, do you feel like one is harder? than the other or are they just different hard different i mean like i think it's a different hard you know it's like when i was working in the grocery business outside of being in a management position it was hard physically then you become a store director and all of a sudden it's more hard mentally i, I think this is the same way it, it's an emotional hardship you know if somebody doesn't like my store and they decide they want to go shop at the competition i don't normally take that personally but if somebody leaves the church because of my leadership or something i said or you know something i did that that's hard you know and it's hard when you're trying to really motivate people to um, follow Christ and, and serve Him, and, and you're just seeing where they have pr- other priorities, and, and you just want to you want to help them. Yeah, <laughs> but so it's, it's uh, relationally hard. Yeah, it's a different kind of hard, but it's good. good. You having fun? I'm having a blast. I love it. It's the kind of thing where I never thought it would be possible in an unreached people area like Utah is. Um, but I praise God that I have this opportunity. And okay, so let's. So some people are asking. I just want to pull the curtain back on a lot of this. And some of our listeners are like, "What are we even talking about?" But it's it's what today we're talking it's about. Ministry. It's, it's a ministry. It's a ministry podcast. Yeah. So let's talk about this. How we had a plan. We set out a plan for you to make the jump from bivocational to this full time position. Yeah. And and that required fundraising. Sure. And how do you feel about that? And how'd that go? I mean. 
<laughs> that says it Were all. you excited no, about it? It's difficult. I've never been good at asking for money. Like, I don't even think I could sell Girl Scout cookies, and everybody wants those. Here's the thing. You but, don't sell Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> they you sell just, themselves. You just supply them. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. um, it's, it's hard to ask people for money, you know, especially when I'm fully capable of having a job. You know, you really have to sell people on the vision of, of why this is important and, and how it matters. Um, but you say all the time, if it's God's will, it's God's will. And I've seen that unfold. You know, I've seen God provide funding for this. And even taking a pay cut and having inflation go up, there's always been food on my table. You know what I mean? And so... It might be the, beans and <laughs> rice and not hamburgers. Has it, has it stretched my faith? Absolutely. But I'm, I'm a better person because of it. And well, I think the church has certainly grown. Yeah. The children, when just in the few months you've been here, we've started another class. We moved to nursery because it was up in an unsafe area in the front of the building. I think I started our youth group here right before I quit, and that's grown. We started the youth group. You started by vocation, but now it's right. going and growing. And there's quite, I mean, so you being here more and being able to dedicate the time to it has really done a lot for family ministry. Yeah. And then you've been helping in the executive side on in so many ways. And so it's been really good to the point where, you know, it, it's hard not to see what God was doing. And it's only been... I mean, your first month didn't count, six so seven months, months yeah. six months. No, I mean, we had a huge kind of parent conference and, and family, you know, conference that I think I couldn't have pulled off if I had still been. No, working. no. I, <laughs> I, you did so much work on that leading up to so, it. That was great. Fueled up families. Yeah. That was awesome. That was yeah. really awesome. We'll have mission teams come and help us this year, and you yeah. have to coordinate a ton of things. Absolutely. Um, is bivocational ministry the future? Depending on the context, Absolutely. I think that's still the future. It could be the future for me again one day. You know, don't write it off. I think God oftentimes will equip us and prepare us to do multiple things for his glory and our good. And you never know when you're going to have to pick up that apron again and start sacking groceries. (laughs) No, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Well, what else would you add? I mean, just thinking and reflecting on the last eight months of how we've been doing. And maybe the person, the person thinking about going to bivocational ministry, or the person thinking about coming out of bivocational ministry, or the person thinking about planting a church and having to go to bivocational ministry. What else would you add? What do we need? To, I mean, what what doesn't get talked about in all the books and all the conversations? I like, oh, I know what does. Go ahead. You say something, then I have something. I like to operate in a rigid state of flexibility. Uh, you can spend time thinking and stressing over how every all the pieces are going to fall together, and then all of a sudden, it'll feel like God will just open the door immediately, and boom, all the pieces fall into place, and you're wondering how that ever happened and why you spent three months worrying about it. Yeah, then something just, boom, <laughs> just in ten minutes, it unfolds. So. Let's talk about the preaching because we've talked about that. When you were bivocational, how much time could you really give to preaching a sermon on a Sunday? It would take me like a month of prep time because I'd have to work on it so little every week. Just a little bit. It's like, <laughs> you know, how many, I mean, would you put 12 hours in over the course of multiple weeks? Yeah. And so now being full-time, you can see how complicated it would be. What if right. you had to do that every week? I, it would be hard. Like It'd be hard to write a sermon every week, to do counseling, to clean the building, to, you know... Yeah. Do a Bible study. I don't know how some of these guys did it in the past, where there's a Sunday morning, a Sunday night, a Wednesday night, you know. If they were bivocational, I have no idea. I mean, <laughs> but you got Farmer Joe, who sure. does the farm, does this, serves the church. It's a miracle that even happens. But now that you can see it from this perspective, right. you can see the value of being able to close your door, work on things, 
it, it's been great. I think my favorite part has been getting to have lunch with the high school and junior high kids and my youth group. You know, opportunities. That's because you I, like milkshakes. Well, mostly. <laughs> but I mean, I've had opportunities to connect with people and and just be present, go to football games and stuff that I wouldn't yeah, have. Yeah, you would do a football game on Friday. Yeah. Did yeah. Did he win? Oh, they crushed it. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so, and I'm going to be able to tell people one day, I knew all these kids before they were pro athletes. <laughs> there you go. There so. you go. So that's that's a lot of fun. Yeah. That's really good. Well, I hope that uh, we're able to keep you here in full-time ministry forever. Uh, if not here in full-time ministry, then somewhere in full-time ministry because you're putting so many good, I mean, every minute, good hours. It's nice to, I miss going and visiting you at the grocery store. Because then I pick up a few groceries here and there, or you'd hold stuff off to the side for me. Oh, they're about to run out of this. Thank you. Uh, but it's really nice to see it able to really serve the kingdom in this way. Absolutely. I mean, if you're a Christian, we're all in full time ministry, but it's it's a blessing to get paid for this. So yeah, no, that's really great. And bless others. Hey, I hope this was helpful. If you're if you're just listening and you're bivocational right now, and you're thinking how what could change, maybe you're thinking about serving in a mission field, coming to Utah. Come work with us and help us reach part of Salt Lake City or Bountiful or Layton or Kaysville or whatever we're doing. I don't know. If you're just hearing this and you're just thinking, man, how do I how do I do that? We'd love to hear from you. You can find us at saltybeliever.com. There's a communication forum. Find us on social media or whatever. We'd just love to hear your situation. Or if you were working bivocationally and you found some really good systems that work, we'd love to maybe have you on the podcast. Because Absolutely. it's a it's a really good conversation to go, how do we do this? in this state of some people being able to minister full-time and some people needing to have income coming from some other sources. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Till next time. Thank you for listening. Find more information at saltybeliever.com.